Welcome everyone to another episode of the Soul Fate Podcast, where we talk to founders and builders in the Solana and broader crypto ecosystem. GMGM. Uh, talking to Jeff Paul from Web Builders Alliance today. Jeff yeah, like is WBA. Jeff is freaking awesome. And so is Web Builders Alliance. They're basically sure. a school that is churning out just phenomenal software engineers in the Solana, uh, Solana space. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about the conversation? Yeah, it was it was great. Like Jeff, uh, this is my first time ever like meeting him aside from some some very vague conversations on Twitter. But he gave like his backstory of how he got into, I guess, the the blockchain education space and like all of the like all of this like personal experience of all the difficult things he's had to go through in life from from having cancer and and being uh, being an addict in, in different ways and the fact that he's able to still run this uh, Web Builders Alliance cohorts and this education service, I guess you can kind of call it. It's it's phenomenal. It's very uh, empowering to see, I guess. Freaking freaking crushing it. He he really is awesome. I've uh, you know known Jeff for a little bit. Where we both do a lot of salon education stuff, so we've mm-hmm. been trying to collaborate on some things. And he really is just awesome. I I mean I I I can't. We are very lucky. I guess is oh, yeah, the way to put sure. it. To, to the have ecosystem, very lucky. And uh, and frankly, some of the the people the people going through Web Builders Alliance come out producing some of the the best hackathon projects. Um, I think yeah, I sure. think there were like some of the like top five of them or something came from you know came from Web Builders Alliance uh, recently. So pretty pretty sick stuff. Um, they do some really cool things in terms of how they structure their uh their education system how they sort of go from not knowing a ton of solana to to working on projects and and collaborating with other people it's it's really cool it's really neat uh definitely worth a listen yeah for sure i guess let's just go ahead and dive right in let's go well let's see i was arranging my background while uh jeff was talking about how we go we go way back so uh, I can't, I can't, I can't decide if that means that, uh, I should drive this episode or Nick, you should drive. So you get to know Jeff better, but <laughs> we can, we can, we'll tag team it. Just we'll, we'll do it like the usual. So I guess like the, the big thing is like introduce yourself and introduce, uh, the web builders Alliance. I have, I have some context of like what you guys are doing and it's largely from the stance of the last, what, two hackathons WBA has really shipped like as a as a community the whole wba community has really shipped some really killer projects and and products so i'm very curious about like how you guys structure your program and your cohorts and and what your philosophy is on on helping people build in in the solana ecosystem cool yeah so james has heard this uh monologue before so i'll try to expedite it uh my background actually is not in tech Uh, i spent 30 years as a private school educator here in the States. Uh, I was actually an English teacher and a football coach and basketball track. Um, and then went to the dark side when my kids were born and got into administration. And, um, you know, the, the, the end for me was I was going through chemo during the pandemic, running a school remotely. And after that, uh, you know, I just, I was done. Uh, but I had no idea what else I would be, I could possibly be doing. You know, they tell you, you know, your skills are transferable. I'm like, I don't know, you know. So um, 
one of my former students who I taught and coached in South Florida uh, had the same diagnosis as me and all the same treatment. And as it turns out, he lived here in Atlanta near me and his mom heard me speak at a uh, fundraiser for, for PanCan and, you know, pinged me and said, hey, you know, we know you. So he and I started hanging out a bunch and he was um, he was really big into crypto. And, you know, he was an early Shiba Inu millionaire until he wasn't. He was. He wasn't. He was. You know, my, my phone's <laughs> blowing up through the middle of the night about how rich he is and then isn't. Um, but he <laughs> sent me down the rabbit hole. Um, and you know, the, one of the gifts of, you know, having done what I've done for a long time and, and, you know, having to survive graduate school was I know how to research and study and learn. And I really loved it. And it made me feel, you know, getting into web three and learning the, you know, at first I tried to trade really bad at that. Um, you know, anything I say is NFA because, you know, my resume of, of investment is Terra, Iron Finance, and Celsius. So do not listen to anything I say. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the technical side was really cool to me. Now, mind you, I hadn't written code since I wrote, you know, Basic and Turbo in the late 80s. Um, but I was always pretty good and comfortable with technology from an ed tech standpoint. Um, built a project on Polygon with a bunch of guys for a Chainlink hackathon. Um, through that, met a bunch of Web3 charitable uh, projects, one of whom was Angel uh, and Chauncey St. John, who was on Terra when Terra was booming. Um, I decided to retire in January a year and a half ago and reached out to him and said, hey, you know, what should I expect? I know you did this recently. Just give me a sense. And he's like, well, you know, I don't have a job at Angel, but a bunch of us founders at Terra are thinking about building an institute to train developers really high end. It, there's nothing like it. And, you know, we're losing money hiring scammers that say they're professionals. You know, we're losing two months of productivity and 30 to 50 grand. So we want to be able to, you know, in-house grow our own. And uh, would you be interested in advising? And a week later, I'm, you know, building the Institute and becoming a co-founder. And, you know, that's the get in part. I can certainly segue into how WBA got to this moment of, you know, August 22nd. Um, so we built the thing on Terra. We were on the cusp of a, a pretty healthy Terra during the bear, bull market-esque uh, uh, multi-year runway, um, had our last call with LFG on a Sunday night to close the deal on Tuesday, the wheels fell off UST. So, you know, the gift there is, you know, we didn't get, you know, uh, a dollar worth of UST that we had to deliver for two years on. Um, so we supported our friends in the ecosystem again, you know, the founders were all people in our, in our circle. Um, and we decided we were going to rebrand to WBA and do any Rust-based uh, DSL. So we started, we got a, a grant from Juno to be able to do a few cohorts over there, test our model out. Um, and, you know, I was already emailing Chase even back then saying, I want to call, I want to call, I want to call. Uh, finally got on a call with him. Um, you know, I knew Lily because we were talking to Osmosis as well. I knew her through that. And, um, you know, she connected us with Chase after we got a little traction and, um, you know, got on with Chase. He was bought on, on what we were doing. And, you know, it, Solana makes a lot of sense for us. Um, it is, it, you know, it's a philosophically compatible environment. It's hyper, it's collaborative, it's let's build it, let's break it, let's fix it, let's make it better. 
Um, and, you know, the investment in education on Solana is unparalleled. And to me, as an educator, that is an investment in the long term in the future. Um, and, you know, I always say that a big part of what drives me is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving a legacy for my kids that I'm building something that they're going to use a lot of. Uh, and I think they're going to use a lot of Solana. So, um, you know, we got on Solana. Um, we're now in our third cohort. So we started in the new year. Uh, we shipped, um, I think, 11 or 12 projects that first cohort, including entering six projects into the hackathon. Uh, got some good optics on that. Um, all but one of them are still grinding uh, and working. Some of them have gotten funded. Some of them have had to pause because of regulation. Um, but, you know, they're all working and they're also working with us. Um, cohort two was great. Um, you know, got closer to 20 projects. Again, a lot of them really strong. And it actually yielded us a good number of people that we thought we could launch the next phase of the institute with the eye that we're not just a training institute, we are a building program. Uh, and so we are a dev house um, and you know we are an ecosystem serving organization. Uh, if someone came to us and said, we have a public good that needs to be built, we'd probably say yes, um, because that's how we're wired. So we launched our artisan group have you already been building these types of these types yeah. of things within the ecosystem where it's someone comes to you with some idea or product or service that they want built and WBA as, as like an organization, you know, facilitates the development work and, and gets the product out the door? You've already done that yeah, a couple so of times. The interesting so both of our teachers are extremely accomplished engineers. Uh, and so they oversee um, this actually ties in with the artisan group because the artisan group are proven mainnet shippers or proven shippers that we select from the best group in the best from the group. And we make small teams of them because A, we know them as people. We know how they interact with each other. B, we know their skill sets so we can match skill sets up so there's not a lot of overlap. Uh, and we know what their interests are so we can put them on a project that's in a certain vertical that will fuel their passion to work on something when it gets hard. Um, you know, Taking a step back to your question, Nick, um, one of the first things we built was called Lava Suite, and we're actually in V2 right now. It is getting funded. That came out of an early conversation with Tao at Solana uh, saying, hey, we need something like uh, truffle ganache on Solana. So we built it for the hackathon, got great reviews on it, uh, and then we are, you know, we're V2 in it right now, and it is, it's slick. Uh, we got a front-end guy who is elite, who uh, worked with one of our teachers. Um, Bitping is their project, if you ever wanted to see the quality of his work. Um, and he's working on Lava. Lava is basically a one-stop shop to uh, for developers to build, manage accounts, and test. So we are building a, okay. a GUI testing suite um, that is, it's really nice, and it works really nicely so far. Um, so, you know, that's something that came from a, we would love this. Uh, we're now working on something too that I can't talk about yet, but um, it's pretty exciting. It's something that people have wanted for a long time. Um, and, you know, we're networked in multiple ecosystems. So we could take best practices. You know, I had a call with my friend Will the other day. Will built a lot of the original stuff on Terra, Will Chen. And, you know, he's also done stuff with, you know, um, 
cross compiling TypeScript and Rust and stuff like that. And so, you know, he's a networked in guy that, you know, when we need to start doing some of these things, he's always happy to come in. Dean is great with that stuff. Dean's worked on, you know, Bitcoin and uh, EOS and, you know, and uh, BSV. He's been around a minute. Um, and, you know, we get asked, we look at each other and honestly say, can we do this? Is it a bigger lift than, you know, our time, considering we're also teaching and guiding, you know, 15, 20 young builders to DevNet in nine weeks um, and supporting our grads trying to go to mainnet? Do we have the bandwidth for this? That's really the only question we ever ask ourselves is, are we spreading ourselves too thin? Um, and we usually say yes anyway. Uh, so... You know, yeah, we, we do that. We've been approached by a few uh, projects on the other ecosystems about porting to Solana. Uh, so that's uh, an area that we could be supportive of. We actually ported a project from Algorand to Cosmos. Uh, actually, some of our graduates are doing that. Uh, so, you know, we do, you know, we've got some stuff coming in. I think it's going to get a little bit bigger as we go. That, that's awesome. I, I, how many, yeah, how large cool. are, uh, are your cohorts? How many students so, do you have in each cohort? So we, uh, we run two sessions each, um, each quarter so that we could, you know, try to accommodate both sides of the world. So they're about 11 hours apart each day. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, 9am my time and 8pm my time. Um, and you know, one of my teachers is in Taiwan. So his, his morning, our night, and the other guys over here on the East coast with me, uh, we have a lot of APAC, Africa, Europe, Europe people. Um, we, we've been, you know, between 30 and 40 uh, builder course people. Are, uh, we hard cap our artisan group at 12 because we want to run three teams of four. Um, you know, last time around, we had 135 applications. 80 of them attended orientation. 40 of them success, 41 of them successfully completed the prerequisites and 21 of them graduated. Nice. That's what, what kind of prerequisites are those? Like, those are some really good numbers, like, especially at the rate that you guys are able to actually push things to DevNet and get, get a working product out. Like that's, that's really, well, really amazing. Speaking of, it's worth, it's worth noting for the listeners who maybe aren't familiar with like, you know, coding Academy numbers and, and, and like MOOC mm -hmm. numbers, right. Is like your, your traditional like Udemy type of situation. You're going to get like low single digit, completion rates, right? Like two, three, maybe five, six per, percent completion. Uh, a coding academy is is going to look similar, I think, to what Jeff just said in terms of starting. Uh, it's going to be much worse in terms of finishing. And then of those who finish, the percent who are successful and go on to get a job is typically not uh, mm -hmm. super great. And this is not me knocking on coding academies. I myself come from like a coding boot camp background uh but it is very challenging and web builders alliance has done a phenomenal job so back to Thank sort you. of nick's question so we can dig into like how how you're yeah. doing it so well um no i mean it, yeah i guess like that that is that is the question like how are you guys doing it so well like those these are phenomenal numbers to and see. it's interesting so i i generally don't worry about numbers uh nate my partner does uh, but I don't worry about numbers because I worry about quality. I, I believe that the quality is way more important. I, I also think that Solana is wired that way, um, which, is, again, is another element of philosophical compatibility. Um, you know, the simple answer of how, why do I think that we're su successful in this way is um, we put relationships and people first. 
you know, we, we try to deal with each individual as an individual. We're respectful of the fact that life happens. Uh, of the people that didn't finish last time around, eight of them are back doing it again this time around to try to finish. Because it's not like you're either in or out. It's, look, the door's open. Life shows up for people. Things change. They need to stop. It's too much. They're not ready. Whatever million reasons. Okay, let us know. The door's open. Um, our goal is their success. Our goal is the growing Web3. Um, you know, we're not going to see it. The second an ecosystem has said to us, you know, that's about X number of dollars for, per cadet. I already know that we don't want to work there. That's not how we operate. We want to have impact and in a not always quantifiable way. Um, but yeah, we, you know, it's relationship centric. I always insist that we're not going to become a fully automated program um, because A, I like to talk as you guys are finding out. I like to connect with people. Um, I like, I like the role of mentor. Our teachers love the role of mentor. Um, you know, the gratification of that is seeing them succeed. Um, you know, last cohort after two weeks, I could have predicted one of our guys would never have made it. And now he's leading one of the artisan teams because we had a relationship with this guy and we took the time to have, you know, hour long conversations outside of class, just helping him feel better about what, what he was doing and give him some strategies and learn about how he learns and learn about what he wants to do. Um, you know, as soon as these cadets declare their capstones, um, every one of them has an undivided attention target uh, towards them discord group with the whole team, that builder, and anybody in the ecosystem or across all of our network that is expert in that area to support. They have an immediate de facto full team around them. So they don't have to worry about stuff, but we do teach that other stuff. So I mean, we, we, we talk about BD, we talk about project market fit, and we talk about those things. We have a pitch deck session right after the cohort ends. You know, we talk about all that stuff, but we're teaching people how to build and that's our focus. Um, but, you know, James, you mentioned about getting a job. That's a big part about what we want to do. You know, one of the pain points of Web3 is, you know, there is no linear track. Actually, there's no track whatsoever. Of I get in and I do this. And at the end, I have a sustainable career. It, it's, it's few and far between people that have jobs in Web3 that pay them a, a weekly, monthly salary, take care of their insurance, or get give them what they get in a legacy world that make them say, this is better. Frankly, the people that are so passionate about it, that don't care about that stuff because they believe in it, they're already here. They're already doing it. The people we got to get is that next phase of people that, you know, that need to have a roof over their heads, insurance paid, and pay their ex-wife, in my case, every month, you know, to take care of their kids um, or your college student that loves this stuff, graduating with a CS degree and their parents are saying, there's no freaking way you're going to Web3. I just spent $120,000 for you to get a, an education, not for you to still live off me. So, you know, this is stuff that we're very attentive to. We're working very hard to um, address. It, it, it's a big part of what we're doing. I mean, our artisan program, our dev house, some of the other initiatives we're working on in-house are all about how do we create a sustainable future for successful builders after they're done with us formally. Can, can you give a, like a quick summary of, of 
the difference between those programs that you just mentioned? Artisan sure. program, debt. Yeah, so the builder's program is really for people with, you know, enough background to be able to hack. You, you know, you asked about the prereqs before, Nick, and we glossed over it. The prereq is, um, you know, at a high level, writing the code that's underneath the CLI to do some basic TypeScript uh, actions with interacting with the Solana chain, with the DevNet. You know, you got to actually write the code for uh, an airdrop, not write airdrop. You actually have to create the code for the key generation, storing it, all that stuff. So you actually have to write the code that's underneath that. It gives, and, and we give some good scaffolding information. It's really more about can you follow instructions and debug the mistakes that we planted there. Um, but, you know, we get people that can do that that have enough coding chops, because really at this point, if you could do that, you could get in the class and start. So if you can't, you're not ready. Let's get on the phone, let's get on a call and I'll walk you through some things. I'll send you James's course uh, and read through all that and, and get yourself ready for this next one. Because day one, we're shipping. You know, we're, we're writing code. We have over 300 repos in our repository um, of people building stuff. We, we don't we don't mess around. We don't talk a lot about theory as the lead. We do, but we're not as the lead. So um, the difference between the courses is the builders course is really a lot of these people first time or they haven't done anything sophisticated enough to give them a well-rounded concept of what it means to ship, what it means to deal with Anchor and Solana updated differently and now they're not talking to each other which, you know, you're not done when you hit save. It's, is a very real yeah. problem currently in the ecosystem. Well, it's a problem everywhere. <laughs> I mean, hitting save and, and saving your, your code is not the end. Um, you know, how do you do all these other things and how do you get it to DevNet, working on DevNet? Um, so that's the builder program. The people that are successful at that, really good at that, like do it like, you know, it's intuitive and... Um, you know, they've got a good balance on it. Um, they, they come to the artisan group. Now the artisan group is, it, it's all, it's exactly like that. You know, in uh, antiquity, you have, you know, your apprentice and your journeyman and your, your master and then your, your, your master craftsman actually. And then your artisan, your maestros and your virtuosos. It's kind of a, um, you know, a trajectory. And so we're, um, you know, giving these monikers to these groups according to that, we like it. Um, and so uh, the builders, the craftsmen, um, they build. And then when they're good at building, they could become more autonomous. They could have some creative um, ownership over a project with a little bit of guidance from a maestro, um, you know, to get to be more self-sufficient. They're in the artisan group. The artisan is purely team-oriented. We give them projects um, that we've been architecting and researching for you know four to six months, some of them. And they work together as a team, but they have to do things like, you know, you have to set up a Kanban, invite us. You have to have your weekly standups and, 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 and let us know. You, you know, you have to, everybody on the team has to weekly push to, to GitHub. I mean, these, these professional practices that they need and we are hands uh, my rule with them is we're hands off unless you need us you need us we're here we're training wheels okay but we took those training wheels off ride the bike if you lose your balance a little bit you need someone to come and you know tip you up a little bit ping us we're there 
Um, so our support's more in giving them a well-researched PMF project with some architecture, help them get organized and be there when they're struggling. What is, um, That's super interesting. I, I, I guess so have, having taught at a number of coding boot camps and, and seen sort of the drop off from students, I often find that, uh, it's, it's, people are really excited at the start. It's tough to keep them incentivized. It's tough to keep them motivated. What's the incentive for these students to, to keep showing up at these weekly standups that you're talking about to, to keep working on, on these projects. Um, because that that can that can be challenging as an educator to to figure out how to how to get people to stick with it. Um, so you know, it comes with the relationships with people. You got to know how what makes them tick. Uh, but we're very upfront with people at the beginning, and I think you know you drop from 135 applicants to to 80 to 40 when you start saying things like, "We are not for the hobbyist. We are not for the new. We're not for the person who you know." loves JPEGs and, and trading memes, who wants to write code? We're not for that person. We're for the people that are serious about being a professional in this industry. And, you know, we treat them like professionals. We support them. Um, and again, we treat everybody as an individual and we get to know them in a way that, you know, part of the incentive is the ambition, but part of it is the relationship. Um, you know, we don't necessarily uh, look, these folks own a chunk of their projects. They own most of their projects. So they are getting to DevNet with, you know, with a project for a course and they're not paying for the course. So that's a big one. Um, you know, the artisans, it's like, do you want to be part of something big? That's the incentive. Do you want to be part of something that we have a lot of conviction is is going to be world changing. You know, our conviction and passion is, you know, it needs to trickle to them. If they don't drink that Kool-Aid, it, it's hard for them to stay motivated when it gets hard. If they do, cool. So, so let me, let me make sure I've got this straight. So if someone, someone's super interested in, in trying to like participate in one of the cohorts with the web builders Alliance, you, they go through an application. It's, I would imagine fairly straightforward. It's like, I have experience. Here's some experience that I have in the past. Maybe, maybe a resume. Then of all those applicants, your team will go through basically accept or deny them to actually participate in a cohort. And then as part of the initial round, they do a, uh, as part of, I think you called it orientation where they have some sort of code project they have to do build some, some relatively straightforward code to do to accomplish a task. If they pass that, then they become actually part of the initial cohort to go through the basically the education program of here's how to build in Web3. And then the, the people that finish that then are eligible to be potentially eligible to be part of this artisan group, which is the more kind of like advanced level, but it's still part of this this like course curriculum structure and then they're still kind of being educated but it's like hands-on experience being educated vice instead of theoretical in a classroom or, or virtually for that matter and then the people in this in this artisan group they're building some product that your team has basically given to them an idea concept of here's an idea for a product built this product you guys give support uh in whatever that entails like 
you basically encourage them to have full-length stand-ups and whatever that means for their particular artisan group to build their product, just like they're any any product team on any product engineering team at a company. And then after completion of that, they have whatever product they built, they have some amount of ownership of that as an individual. And then I assume WBA retains some ownership. It's probably some, some amount of like how you guys get some, some revenue potentially. And then is is that like the the drawn out TLDR? The only thing I would, uh, I would adjust on what you said is that, you know, when they apply the orientation, they don't do anything but show up, which is a huge part of what we do. Uh, they got to show up to the live live orientation. You got to show up in the discord. You got to show, they got to prove that they could show up. The prereq is, you know, is the code piece that they have to do. Can you follow directions and ship a little bit of code and interact with the chain, even if we kind of hold your hand on it in 36 hours, it's a timeframe. They have to push that and they have to, you know, hit our program that's on chain. We have an on-chain enrollment uh, program. They have to do that all correctly and then push their code to GitHub. They, they just have to be able to do the steps that being a professional require. Um, so, yeah, when they what we're going to do with the artisans is the top artisans are going to be invited to be work in our dev house. So we're going to employ these people. Um, you know, that's that next carrot is, you know, um, we're going to employ them. We're going to help them. We help anybody find jobs and, you know, in Cosmos, we, had, there's 27 projects in Cosmos that are being contributed to by our graduates. So, you know, we, we want to help them, you know, our success is their success. I say that all the time, you know, you work hard, we'll give you all we got and we'll do whatever we can to get you where you need to be within our locus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are multi-chain though. You guys do education and, and this, this cohort based curriculum style on multiple chains. How many chains do you guys like educate? So we don't, uh, we don't do this on Cosmos anymore. Um, And uh, we are finalizing to do one of the move chains. We're finalizing to, um, to offer not the whole suite, but the, um, you know, the uh, builder's course for um, SWE move. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, look, we, we've turned down more chains than we've accepted. And I, it goes back to we've got to <laughs> we've got to we've got to feel comfortable with the people we're going to work with and um, the you know in our minds what's the long tail bet on long term viability of these chains surviving um, you know and the uh, another piece uh, and I'm not going to name names here because that's not right the um, you know we could do anything Rust based as long as there's a framework I mean. There's some cool tech out there that's Rust-based smart contracts, but there's no framework. There's no anchor. There's no cosmosm. There's no model that is a standardized model to write smart contracts and build. And we can't do what we do well um, without stretching our bandwidth beyond belief or creating the framework ourselves on those types of chains. Interesting. Interesting. So, 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 yeah, so you kind of went from like, Terra to anything Rust-based to mostly Solana-focused to expanding a little bit, you know, back back to not just Rust but now some some move getting getting in there. Um, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, when move is when a is Rust your first move-based? When is yeah. you, when is your first move cohort? Um, Q four. 
we're, okay. we're trying to we're trying to line that up again. It's a bandwidth okay. thing. We got to so, hire another teacher. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You said you have what two teachers now? So right? we have two leads. Uh, we have a um, a senior front end guy who's going to do that, and we have a number of graduates that are basically participating in the course to continue to get you know brush up that are TAs in waiting. Um, and I got a, a, a very good friend of mine that wants to teach. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're a small operation. You're looking at the marketing BD, et cetera, team. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Love it. I, I want to, I want to backtrack, uh, just, just a second, uh, quite, quite a bit, actually in your introduction, you know, you, you talked to, you talked about, uh, chemo, your buddy that has similar diagnosis as you, uh, you didn't, you didn't mention the, the diagnosis. Are you willing to, to chat about that? Cause that, sure, that seems like sure. a, maybe a, so I, um, in the fall of 2019, um, I'm also recovering addict and alcoholic. I'm coming up on six years sober. Um, awesome. after I, after I got sober, nice. I lost yes. like 40 pounds and uh, people are like, ah, you look great. How'd you lose 40 pounds? I'm like, I'm not telling you. I just quit drinking. They'd be like, how much did you drink? Well, enough to lose 40 pounds. So, um, <laughs> but people didn't really know that. Um, although it was becoming increasingly, obviously. I was going through a divorce. I was just a hot mess. And, um, you know, I drove my truck into a ravine and wrapped it around two trees and my liver had stopped working. So that was the time to give that up. Uh, I lost a bunch of weight and then... Um, that was in September. And then a couple of years later, I was still trying to get in shape and I just started losing weight and couldn't stop. Um, and I got itchy all over my body and I was sick and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me until they, you know, kind of same day got me into every specialist they knew, um, did some biopsies and found out I have some, had something called, uh, ampullary cancer. So the, uh, ampulla vader is the primary bile duct between the stomach and the pancreas. And I had a tumor right in there. So it was actually blocking all the bilirubin, um, from flushing out, which is why I was sick. My liver was shot for many reasons. I was itchy and I was gray. A couple of weeks later, I had a, um, a surgery called a Whipple where they go in, they take out, you know, part of your pancreas, part of your stomach, do a dendum, gallbladder, part of your intestines, um, eight and a half hours on that. And then two weeks in the hospital, um, got out, uh, went back to work. Uh, a couple months later, they said your, your performance status is excellent, which sounds like a good thing. But what it actually meant is they could give me the craziest chemo on the market. Uh, so I did six months of chemo and that's when the, uh, pandemic hit. So I was doing chemo from myself. I was doing chemo and running a school from my sofa, uh, which was actually a gift to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, since then I'm, I'm clear and clean. Uh, I'm good. I mean, I still can't feel the bottom of my feet, but, uh, I'm above ground, not below it. So, you know, all good. Shit, dude. Uh... <laughs> Well, 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 that's heavy. It's, I, I want, I, also technical for a completely uh, different reason right? that the show's normally technical. <laughs> well, I, so I want to say, I want to say a couple things, right? Is like one, obviously con- congrats on, on being sober. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, sure. that's, that's awesome. Um, it's no small feat. S- second of all, like you can do hard things, man. Holy, holy shit. Right. Like, um, I, I mean, 
running a school is hard enough without throwing chemo in the mix and then COVID in the mix and that, you know, all, all that stuff. So that's, that's, uh, that's wild. And then I, I also just want to point out that it's also wild that you chose to start another school after retiring from running a school, right? Like that's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's, I, I get that the web three space is, is different. And so there's not maybe so many, as many administrative constraints. Um, but, but that's, that's, uh, that's wild. And I mean that in the, in like, in the best yeah, way possible, in, I, a, in, I, a, in a good way, right. Is, is you are, you, uh, you've got some grit. <laughs> Yeah, you can call it grit. It's funny, you know, when I was young, I was hyper and stubborn. Now I've got grit and energy. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just good now and maybe wasn't good when you were when you were young. Yeah, I was a pain <laughs> in the ass. Um, yeah. Sure, I'm sure much of that is derived from the beard yeah. too. I say I got the, the circles <laughs> of the beard show my age. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's you know, it was an opportunity to blend two things that I really enjoy. Um, and look, it's a gift. I get to do it. I get to do it from home. I, I get to do something that gives me a lot of energy. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, really, at this point in my life, if I'm not having fun, I'm wasting my time. That's a that's a great. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I think. I think. Life. Like, if you're not having fun, you, like, you, find something you to have fun and do that. I, uh, Jeff, when we when we first met, I think. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've collaborated with quite a few people on educational initiatives period, but, uh, even, even just within the Solana ecosystem. And, um, when you and I first jumped on a call, I, 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 I felt like we immediately understood each other totally. in, in, in one thing. And you've alluded to it many times over in this call, uh, in talking about the importance of relationships with your students right? Is, is I always, I always start my teaching from a, from a place of 99% of people are more capable than they think they are. And it's my job as a teacher to help them believe that. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and that, and that was the thing that sort of in our conversation made me think like, Jeff is awesome. We, 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 we need him here, uh, you know, educating because I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not in, I'm not in a place where I want, where I think I'm, I have the bandwidth to, to, to teach right now. It's like, I make asynchronous content for that reason. Um, but we, but we need people who are willing to sort of jump into that fire and say, I'm going, we're going to do live teaching. We're going to connect with students on a one-on-one -on -one basis and let them know that they are capable of doing, uh, of, of achieving, you know, hard things. And by the way, who better to, to tell, people that they can do hard things than someone with the background that, that that we just talked about right to say hey you know what like sometimes life throws you in the fire and and you just got to figure out how to deal with it you know so that's 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 a that's a little bit of a, a me taking the opportunity to to sort of tell you how how I feel about you but also uh, let the listeners know how you know who are in the Solana ecosystem how how lucky they are to to have you here thanks man it's really nice. I, no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, we definitely connected right away. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I get asked a lot is, you know, what what do you like most about Web three? What I love most about Web three is is somewhat related to what you said, and that is, I get into those rooms with the cohorts every day, and there's 20, 30 people in that room from all over the world, 
different backgrounds, different races, different religions, different orientations, different socioeconomic. No one gives a shit about any of that. No one cares about any of that. We're all here. We're building together. We're supporting each other. That's what matters. It's almost this idyllic archetype of, you know, an inclusive society. Um, and, you know, I lived in the 70s and 80s and I live in the South right now. And it's not like that everywhere. And it hasn't been that way. Um, that, that also, you know, that makes it a little bit easier because you have a common ground with everybody. We're builders. That's our common ground. Just here to show up, build cool shit and nerd totally. out. That's... Yeah, yeah. the the whole like Solana ecosystem. That's one of the that's one of my favorite things about the Solana ecosystem in general is that it just like you said, like people don't care about a lot of things. The one thing that we do generally care about is like, are you going to show up and are you going to like be additive to the ecosystem? And if great, welcome, welcome aboard, have fun, build some cool stuff, show it off, interact with the community, and like the other like not to throw shade on other blockchains. It's like other ecosystems don't like have that. It's, it's not the same nope. from like this, this community standpoint, like sure. They have their own like community style for, for other chains and whatnot. But I don't know. Solana is just, it's just different. It's just, it's just good vibes yeah. and, and people being very supportive and positive towards everyone. There's very little negativity, even in like, you know, the, the heart of the bear market and all the, all the very, uh, more or less traumatizing things that the ecosystem has been through the last several months and, and year or so it's like people are still amazingly positive building cool things and and interacting in positive ways throughout the entire ecosystem and it's it's fucking amazing yeah it's, and look, especially the... amongst go ahead sorry go ahead. No, no 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 give me the especially amongst i want to hear no it. I, I no I, I was just gonna say especially especially Teaser. amongst the builders <laughs> right it is yeah. is just like yeah. when there is division in the, in the ecosystem, it's 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 not coming from the people who are sort of boots on the ground building stuff and, and trying to make things better. Uh, those those people all know each other by name and and respect you know what what they're building and and what they're working on. Yeah, and look, that, I mean, sure. you know, I use the term philosophical compatibility. Um, you know, Solana's home for us, and and it's my favorite place because it is a resilient community. It is a community that's faced a lot of crap over the last year and a half. That's, and, and they look that crap in the face and they're like, we're just going to get better. Um, we look that crap in the face. I mean, I, I got to say we now, but it's, um, you know, that feels right to me. And, um, you know, I've been in ecosystems where everybody argues about everything and it's gross. You know, I don't, it, it doesn't feel right to me. Now, look, one of the other beauties of Web3 is it's like neighborhoods. You could live where you want to live and still visit other neighborhoods. I mean, I could live on Solana and I can go over and use applications and Cosmos and EVM and all that and visit all I want. But Solana's home. And, you know, because it's where I feel most comfortable. It's the most me. I'm around people like me. Um, I feel, you know, James, to your point, encouraged to be myself. Um, and these are all important things. And I mean, that's what we try to create in our cohorts is, you know, a feeling of belonging. Um, and then, you know, extending that, it creates stickier developers that want to stay in Solana and build on Solana, um, which is important to us, you know? So, um, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. 
what um it's a beautiful analogy it, it is that that I is like a, that, that is gonna, a great with analogy. your permission i'm gonna keep using that that is a phenomenal analogy i'm I open source i i'm i'm a i'm a big <laughs> fan of staying pragmatic right not being overly dogmatic about any one thing and so while i love solana i you know i do want to ask like Sim- simply because I haven't ex- explored much recently outside of, of Solana, your you know y- you mentioned a couple times that that you've you've been with Solana in large part because of philosophical compatibility. You're now starting you know a, a cohort later this year with uh, Sui. I'm curious uh, what's that community like. I've I've not participated. I've not not even looked at it from afar, and so you know. Uh, curious what it was that made you, you know, you say you turned down lots of chains, you've accepted this one. What, what was it that sort of grabbed your attention there? Um, um, maybe, maybe you'll convince yeah. me to take a peek. Look, and, and the nice thing is this, you know, um, I, I don't think of it as, as chains competing with each other because the reality is we're either all going to make it or none of us are. I mean, I'm a big web three unity kind of guy. Um, I also think that, you know, from a purely technical standpoint, the model on Solana is is way better for some things. And I think that the SWE model lends itself to other things. I'm not going to say it's better because it's not at the moment, but their object oriented model does have potential to be really strong in some areas. Um, but the answer to the question is simple. You know, um, we, we were talking to a couple of the move chains and um, one of them didn't feel right to me. It's just a feel. And Sui felt right. Every time I got off a call with them, I'm like, this feels right. You know, they just feel like our kind of people. They get us. They seem to respect our approach. Um, they seem to be supportive openly in the way that we need without us saying, we need you to support us in this way. Um, you know, as a community, um, there really isn't, I, I don't have a, a feel of the user community yet because it's so young. Um, but the developer community has a lot of very positive qualities in common with Solana. Um, and that's the highest compliment I can give because I think Solana has the best developer community. Um, they're hungry. Uh, you know, they're hungry, they're energetic, their Discord is is very lively. The DevRel people that are in there are very helpful. Um, I just like the vibe. It just feels like they got a chance because they're building for the long term. They, I, I share some values with them. Um, and I like their tech. I like the move language. I like what they've done with Rust in making this DSL. It's cool. Nice. That's awesome. I, uh, I'll, cool. I'll have enough. to, I'll have to explore a little bit more. Um, well, sweet. Uh, Nick, anything else you want to chat about here? No, that pretty much covers it. Like, I guess uh, any any last minute like plugs you want to have, like when's the next cohort going on? Where can people find out more to try to apply sure. and, and 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 to show up to to actually participate? So um, we we are we started t- week two of six weeks of live learning and then a three week capstone we- window. We started that today. Um, our goal is you know once we're finished with this group to focus on helping them get ready for the hackathon. So we may take, we may not spin the next one up right away um, like we have, but we, we aspire to do one a quarter. So the next one will be Q4. Our website, which is in the process of being converted over uh, hosting wide wise, um, 
actually rebuilt by two of our graduates. It's really nice. Um, yeah, I mean, our graduates all come back and they work together and they contribute and they get cadets that contribute to them. It's, it's very cool. Um, so Q4 websites, uh, web3builders.dev. Uh, come build with us is our Twitter with the D and the L appropriately aligned, not that dumb normal stuff. Um, and I mean, really, anybody wants to talk about any of this stuff, uh, you could ping me, Japper Jam, on Twitter. Um, I talk to probably three quarters of every of, of every cohort before they even start. You know, we wanted them to know we're going to help you before, during, and after. Uh, and I'll hop a call with anybody that pings me and says I want to know more. So, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Wow. Well, that's this has been so phenomenal, Jeff. Like, thank you so much for joining us and, and telling us everything about the Web Builders Alliance. Like, like I said at the top, like, I'm vaguely familiar with some of the things that you folks are doing over there. And I, I've seen many of the hackathon projects for in the Solana ecosystem. And, you know, your numbers are, are incredible. You, you said it yourself, you don't focus on the numbers, just the people. But I think that's probably one of the reasons why you have so strong numbers in, in and actual participation is because you're so focused on the people, on the individuals and, and supporting them as individuals and, and builders. And it's phenomenal. And, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks guys. This was fun. Appreciate it. And being in the yeah, ecosystem. No, it's, it's, it's great. It's home. Appreciate it. Sweet. Thanks guys. Well, thanks, thanks Jeff to the listeners. We'll see y'all next week.